Cyber Coins, the official podcast, and the uh, coincided sister to Clever in the City. I am your official host and narrator, Cleverly Chloe. Joined by a couple of friends of mine, some people you already know, some people you may not know. We have Janae Brown of Brown to Perfection in the building. Ooh. Hey. <laughs> Remember when he was little by yourself? He did fucking all, the only little audio. I still do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I am actually joined by one of my friends. He's lighting a blit. Are you lighting a cigar, nigga? Yeah, girl. No one can see you right now. I'm it doesn't matter about this. So this is ridiculous, Torian. What? We have Torian of FKB Online. Do you want to be known as that? Yeah. Is that, like, the only thing that you want to be known as? Content. No, I'm, a, I'm an actor. Yo, I swear to God, if my mic is not up to full volume levels today, like, it's going to be a problem. Your mic is up to full you volume. You sure? Yeah, I'm 100 I have big sure. boobs. Like, I don't know how to, like, it, like, inter- like how to counteract with it. We also have another... Tori's just lighting up a fucking... Like, why? Why? Our, okay, our, after everything that we've learned, after all that we know, you still choose to smoke. Why do you smoke cigars? It's, if it's a vice that I have, why can't... A vice? Yes. Like, this foot finishes are vices. This is the worst... If this is the worst vice that I can have, why Why not? There's nothing else you can... Like, you can find... Like, you can't, like, you can't pick up sewing. You can't pick up, like... That's not a vice. That is a vice for some people. Liquor is a vice. Weed. Okay, so you Weed rather, is a great rather, vice. So you rather... Well, you think about this, right? I'd rather you sew. Most people, most people are addicted to weed because the, most people smoke out of blunts. Not not all people, because I know a lot of California people smoke bongs and papers, but most people smoke out of blunts. You want to know what blunts are? Sure. Cigars. Okay. So, basically, no, they're... No, they're, no, 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 no. A lot of people drink smoke out of Fanto. Naturally, who, sir, what you're doing and right now and you're chewing is I know it's I know it's carrying, but you can you can stay here. No, it's not. It's not. You're it's, fine. You sure? It's fine. Okay. It's fine. It's oh, Joe Budden showed no what he was doing. Don't bring up Joe. Not because it was the mic. Kadeem is here also. Kadeem King. Shuts Kadeem King. Shut He's in the background. Like you may you may hear him. You may not, but it's fine. Hey guys, how are you? Great. It's May. So it's like it's like it's like it's gonna be met. Jenna, say it louder. It's no, I can't do it. Yet. You're <laughs> it won't be the same. <laughs> it won't be the same. We officially have reached. Is this the first or second quarter of the year? Is this the second quarter? We are in the third. No, second no, quarter. Second you quarter of the year. Mad months for the third. This is we the second quarter of the year. The second quarter is the best. Okay, so I. Oh, okay, here we go. I'm officially thirty. Now your life has begun. The big three. Oh, I am officially freaking the fuck out. Why? That means in five years my fucking pregnancy life is. Oh, I'm in. I'm high risk. Like I didn't think this would be my life. You know what? Please stop it. This is not not the medieval times. Okay, we're not popping out babies at seventeen. No, guys. No. Mary J. Blige ain't got no kids yet. I'm pretty sure she wants some. She don't. But she. That's sad. That's it's fucking sad. That's not true. Mary wants kids. Mary always wanted kids. Yes, she did. I don't know. She still do it. She could still have them. Mary and Jojo are my cousins, like cousins. And she like sang at my cousin Kayla's funeral back in like Maryland back in, years ago. I'll tell you all the story offline. It was a pretty sad story, but shout out to Mary J. Blige. 
Um, but I don't want to be like Mary. I don't want to be auntie all my life. But I kind of don't know if I want kids right now or not. So I'm gonna you wear want them at all. Yeah, I'm gonna wear plates. Like I walked past a fucking like park the other day, and I was like, ooh. That looks awful. So maybe just have one. Or no. get a pet first. Get a dog. Like a turtle? A dog? No, it's Something turtle. with a little more responsibility. Uh, a, turtle. a turtle could live by itself for like three weeks. That's not childlike at all. I don't know how that feels. That's why you get one to see. Yeah, I never had a pet. I don't want it. I mean, I'm getting a puppy first. You can open it. It's fine. Thank you. Smooches. Um... No, I'm not sure about the the child portion of my life. So this, this is my thing. I've been really kind of like paying attention to what's been happening in the last couple of months. So a lot of things have happened in the industry and I, I just feel like I haven't addressed them yet. So Nipsey Hussle passed, right? Not to be like super great cloud, but I can't talk in life without talking about Nipsey. And Nipsey played a, a huge role in like me motivating in my life and like how I just want to navigate. And I just feel like I thought I had more time. Same. I thought we had more time. And I, I, didn't, and I, I can say that like, there's never been a celebrity passing in my lifetime that, that I've been around for the 30 years that I've been around that has affected everyone that I know like this. Like Biggie and Pac, we were like seven, eight, nine. I was like, we, we, underst- we understood I was we understood the gravity of it. Right. <laughs> you a grown man. Grown ass nigga. But you understood the gravity of it. You understood that this was major. They, they, yeah. they, those were major losses. Mm-hmm. You understood how big they were. They were huge investigations. These were huge influences and, and, and power players. We understood what the East Coast, West Coast shit was. We were like five and like, yeah, fuck the West Coast. But like, <laughs> we didn't really know what that shit meant, right? And it, it, it didn't really affect us in the way that Nipsey affected us. Where were y'all when, when Nipsey passed? Do you remember? Oh, man. I woke up to mad text messages and phone calls. So the first person that told me was um girl I talked to. You don't got to be that low when you talk. Like, talk pretty much. Nah, it, it, it picks up everything. The girl I talked to. And, like, she texted me. And it's funny because I went to sleep. And I think she was mad at me. And then I woke up. And I'm I'm expecting I see all this shit. So I'm oh, like, so you think getting black? Yeah, I think I'm getting black. <laughs> so then I, I wake up and I hear it, and I'm, I'm well, I see, it and she's like, Nipsey Hussle got shot, and I'm just like, damn, like they, you know, they shot the homie, but then she's like, no, I think he's dead, mm. and I'm like, no way. So like I'm like getting myself together, and I walk out of my roommate, like is walking out of his room, he's like, Nipsey Hussle's dead, bro. So then I immediately am just like, wake up to nigga. Yo. That's how I was. I was in a car. I was in a car. Coming, and the, you know what? You know what the irony was? I literally watched him and Lawrence GQ questionnaire Same. Friday. I was on my way to Providence with my two best friends. We were going to Prov for like a, some alumni ball for my college, and like a, like the Sigma fraternity. They were throwing a ball, and we were going up there. We watched the the, the Nipsey and Lauren like questionnaire. It was so cute. It was so cute. And like, right? I was like, oh my god, I love them together. I'm like, me too. This is my mom and my dad. If you know me, you follow me online. Call Nipsey. And Lauren, my mom and my dad, Jay-Z yeah. and Beyonce are my aunt and my uncle. And we watched them. And I was like, oh my God, I love them so much. Sunday, we're coming home. We're in the van. I go to sleep. I wake up, similar to Torian. And I look at, I, I just check it. You know, you check Instagram, you check Twitter. Just kind of see what you missed. And I just, I just opened my app to RIP Nipsey Hustle. And I'm just like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? What do, what do you mean? I think that God knew to have me in my house. 
because I was in bed trying to have a lazy Sunday, not really doing that, doing a whole bunch of work and shit, but I was comfortable. And so I actually um, was, I don't know, I was in like a little bit of a funk. I kind of fell off that day anyway. Here I go, super intuitive, right? Mm-hmm. So I just was on my phone. I'm like, okay, scrolling through Twitter, tell y'all complaining about today. And so I'm scrolling and then I seen that he got shot and I'm like, what? And so I'm like, nah, like I just was, I just was still and I was just praying. I'm like, please, no. What's crazy is before it was announced that he passed, I'm in like this industry group chat and somebody that was out there that's close to the camp was like, yo, damn y'all, like he's gone. And I was just like, no, I'm waiting for the confirmation right. announcement. Like, I didn't, TMZ, to be honest. I didn't want to believe it. Yeah. But it was like, I, even when the guy said it, you know, he wouldn't lie about that. But it was just, I just wanted to have that hope still. And I was just like, what? Damn. It was so hard to process, too, for the longest time. Like, literally. And I feel like, you know, a lot of people right now are saying, like, stuff about him. So I feel like it may come off inauthentic in a sense. But... Victory Lap got me out of bed a lot of days Nigga. last year. Like, literally out it's, of bed. It's the album that I didn't realize how important it was. Like, I, I, I saw, I went back and, like, searched my own tweets about Victory Lap. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, like, I really felt that shit. Like, when he dropped it, I was like, I was tweeting up the lyrics. And I, I remember my boy Darren, shout out to D-Boogie. My boy Darren was like, yo... Back in 2012, I was I was working at fucking Magnum Real Estate Group, me and Raven. <laughs> we're fucking working as receptionists. And I was coming every day like, bitch, I'm listening to fucking Nipsey Hussle. She was like, who? I'm like, bitch, Nipsey Hussle, he's so bomb. He's a fucking LA West Coast rapper. So he looks like Snoop, but he's like, he's like so cool, like Easy E. And I was like so engulfed in Nipsey and like the like the the Crenshaw mixtape was like my shit. So dope. And I I remember just I you, it was like a natural gravitational pull to Nipsey. Like whether you whether you followed up with him with every interview that he did or every big stick that he did, when Victory Lab dropped, it felt like, ooh, finally. We he's here. Like, yeah, damn, he's yes, arrived. He finally made like, it. It's so it's crazy that it's his last well It's only it's, album. It's, it's only, only studio album. album. There's more music. But his it's but, his only studio album. But there's more music. And I I, I hope that the music that's left over because he was already working on newer music and he's already started releasing it's just eerie that 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 project was called victory lap and all that victory lap means literally and Mm -hmm. it's so polished like that shit is so crisp i honestly can't listen to like in the beginning and the intro when when it begins with life in the meaning and the meaning straight i I literally start crying on the train i can't listen to it if you listen to it it's literally like a so gifted prolific out of time everything go when I tell you that this man was Jesus right now, he was our Jesus of this generation. And I don't turn yeah. it in my mind. What's wild is that. But as a man, like as a woman, we're talking about like like how we feel about it. But as a man, as a black man, how did you intake Nipsey? Okay. So for me, with Nipsey, I looked at him like as a man that like I aspired like to be the way he's respected, the way he loves his family, the way that he um handles his business, I really respect it. Before, like, so what really caught my attention was his whole Proud to Pay campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was aware of Nipsey because he was around and, like, you know, um, the Nipsey in the House song and everything like that. And then, you know, he was um, featuring a song with Drake. So, like, that that was, like, how 
he caught my ear and I was like, oh, this dude is hard. But then I saw him live when the first year I went to South by Southwest and I saw him live and he performed with Don Kennedy. And I was a big Don Kennedy Don, fan. So I was so that's how I was aware of Nipsey. So when I saw them live, it was a really intimate performance. There were only 50 people there because it was Complex House. Ugh. So Complex, you, it was literally only people that were invited right. to come. Humble brag. <laughs> right? Complex. So I went and he performed and like he, like all the artists were really comfortable, but Nipsey was like overly comfortable. Like talking to people, like he even stayed and talked to motherfuckers. Like it was just very, like he was... So he was he was so comfortable around people like all the other artists like like uh, Lupe Fiasco was there all the TD everyone from TDE was there except for Kendrick mm-hmm. I saw Kendrick perform at South by but he didn't perform at the Complex House okay um, Childish Gambino all of them were like weird yeah as far as interacting with everybody yeah Nip came to crowd that people up spoke with people took pictures I regret not taking a picture with him because I was trying to be too I was trying to be too I was just like yeah I was too cool. <laughs> And that just left like a big impact on me. So then, when the proud to pay, when he did the proud to pay campaign, and learning that he got the idea to sell his CDs for a hundred dollars a pop, that came with like like you know came with an autograph. Came you got to you know um, I think like you got a phone call from him. Mm-hmm. You got like an autograph um, Crenshaw shirt and things like that so I looked into it and it, he got it from the book Manifest mm-hmm. that I read which is an amazing marketing book and he when he read the book there was a story about um, this restaurant is that, that Contagious? I'm sorry Contagious my bad I'm I apologize mm-hmm. so in the, book, the reason why I bought that book right, no, yeah. Contagious and I'm, a, I'm a, I do marketing right. but like it's a book I always saw but when I saw him actually implement the concept and and mm-hmm. the story about the restaurant that you're about to tell. I was like, oh, this is amazing because you know, marketing world is marketing world, but when you're able to connect it directly to hip hop and watch that happen yes. with an artist that's like Nipsey, he's not packaged like he's not like a a, um, a factor factory he's not. artist. Like they didn't pump him out like he's authentic. So for him to take those concepts and do that, yeah. I thought that was like the most amazing. I thing. just thought that was crazy. I, I still think it's crazy that there's a restaurant. That's a hundred dollar cheesecake, and that people still go buy it. Like that's where he got the idea from. It was a hundred dollar cheesecake at a restaurant at a steakhouse. No, it's cheesecake. It's the cheesecake. It's cheesecake, and <laughs> that, that that's what made hundred dollars, whatever it was. That, I was like, that, I'm not yeah. spending hundred dollars. And Nip got that, and like when people, <laughs> and the, the thing that's crazy is that like his real fans like really did it. Like he was like, yo, you could download the album for free if you want, but if you're a fan of mine, you get this package and you believe in what I'm doing. And like, what he did was just brilliant because it, it he made headlines. He was in newspapers, he and then Jay, and then I want to say Jay bought a hundred copies, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So Jay bought a hundred copies because he believed in it. And I just think that Nipsey knew his worth early on because no, I don't think I don't even think established artists would dare do that. And Nipsey mm-hmm. did it, and like people did it. It was just like a really like bold and statement. And he was independent, solely independent for yes. so long. But yeah, because the epic. I think, got I think up, the, the so thing about Nipsey that. with that was so cool was that we, if you listen to his music from early on, and you kind of had been invested even back in like 2010, 2008, mm-hmm. 2009, like era. You 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 understood that he wasn't necessarily the most gifted lyricist hey Felix he wasn't necessarily the most poignant 
MC. But there was just something so authentic, and I don't think that we'll ever be able to describe or understand it until you really get down to the spirituality of it. Because in, in a lot of the things of, of Nipsey's life, and a lot of the, the moments of his life, and the facts that, that come down to it, there are a lot of things that are eerily similar, and this sounds crazy, to Jesus. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I know people will be like, oh... You can't, you can't like compare him to Jesus, but like Jesus was also a man. Yeah. And people didn't understand who Jesus was and until I, after he was and gone. I don't think that Nipsey would be the only person that has a Jesus like journey. But the fact that this man either. died at 33, he was named, his name was automatically, is, is this going to affect me? His name means, it's, it's so profound in its meaning. Hermes asked what he did. And also just, it wasn't even just about what he did. It was just his natural aura. That like somebody, just, some people just literally have that natural aura of just being different. You, no matter what, if Nipsey would have been a drug dealer all his life, or if he would have just been a fucking still would have been bag, he still had a natural gravitational pull where people naturally gravitated towards him, and you couldn't you couldn't define it, you couldn't analyze it, you couldn't structure it to make sense of it. He was just destined to be here and do what he did. I don't even think that half the things that he did, he meant to make this profound. Like he, I know he had, he knew he had to walk with a purpose, but I don't think that he ever thought that his life and his death would be this huge and monumental in our lives. I don't know that he did that, but it was destined to be that. Yeah, it was destined to be it that. Was, it was destined to be that. Is that if you listen to his interview? Oh my god, they're so they're like, so profound. Um, and they're so um, what's the like so foreshadowing, mm-hmm. and I don't mm-hmm. think again he mm-hmm. knew the impact he would have, but he knew like it's something weird about when you know like you're a great person or you're yeah. destined for greatness, yeah. and it's certain things it's just like it's naturally just will come out and be communicated. And if you go back and listen to Victory Lap, what Shh. freaks me out now is Blue when I go too, back nigga. and like, yo, laces too. I can't. I can't listen to you it. Go back and listen to a record like Dedication. Dedication right? is all, I, mean, I can't listen to it. If you listen to Kendrick Lamar's verse, Ooh, my God. it sounds like almost like he recorded it now, and it's like a homage to Nipsey. If you listen to even YG's verse on the album, it's like, oh, really talking about Nip like we're talking about him right now. It's, it's the just, scariest it's, thing. It, and then when I said like, it was God that God literally knew what it, it was already written. Crazy. And then the funny the the, the 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 part that makes me upset is that this was already destined. Nipsey was just one of those niggas that he didn't fit anything. Like, when Nipsey came to Harlem and he was in the gambling spot, like, the gambling spot in New York and Harlem <laughs> is not a place that you'd recommend somebody to go to. Like, I'm I'm, I'm good friends with YF and Lucci. And he's like, he loves to gamble. He's like, T, I want to go gamble. So I tell my boy, like, yo, um, Lucci want to come to the gambling spot. Don't bring him in. We'll set up something for him. Like dudes have literally organized. Like yo, we'll 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 bring we'll bring it to y'all. You know, we'll we'll Racist. set it up in the hotel or whatever like that. And Nip, from my understanding, was like, nah, what the fuck you mean? Like y'all gonna set it up? Nah, we we good. Like we good. Like we gonna we gonna come through. And he did that, no problem. And that was like the talk of Harlem for a minute. That Nipsey Hustle came to the gambling spot and didn't get robbed because niggas respected him that much. And, and I don't even think it was, like, the whole gang affiliation thing. It was just that nigga just respected well, his, Legit, like, his shit. I remember the weekend that he passed, like, that whole next week or two, 
I couldn't walk past like where's I couldn't walk past polo grounds actually. They had a whole memorial. It was so crazy that I thought somebody in polo grounds passed away. They had a whole like the the actually the moral of the candles and stuff is still out, but they were bumping mad nipsey. Everybody had they blowing, you know, people should have they blowing. Had they blown on. Right. And like it was a he was definitely well respected. He's one of those people who, you know, one, he valued the concept of a check-in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like every time he went to a hood or he to knew a where city, to go. he knew where to go and he was respectful about right. it. So he was respecting him back. Like, uh, just, you just don't get that type of person It a just lot. makes me so upset and I think the part that, that angered me the most for like, because I was upset. Like, I was hurt for like, I'm still hurt today. Like, I don't think I'll ever be the same. And I, it's weird. I'll be trying weird. not to tweet, you know, yeah, but messed up net. Like, it's, it's but it's still, it like, I literally had a physical pain in my chest. And it was like, I, I talked to niggas that whole week, like, niggas, like, grown-ass men. All week, I'm like, yo, I just, I ain't, I ain't been right in, in forever. And niggas like, nah, I, this, week's been, this, this week has been off. But it just made me so much more upset in the fact that I knew we would we would never get vindication from this. We would never be, we'll never have justice because there's nothing that gives us nip back. Exactly. There's nothing that we would. I don't even care what happens to that nigga. I don't care what happens to the nigga that shot him. We we'll, we'll never get nip back. Lost something that's so much more important. And I and I just feel like I, I I was sad and I was hurt. I was I took off Friday from work that week. Like the day after the funeral. I was a mess. Like, I, I was literally like a bona fide mess and I like was just Sam's like... Sam's speech. I, I know... Nick, Lauren, right, so, Lauren, his mom, yeah. Sam, Snoop, Stevie, like, everyone, everyone that was on stage that day, I give them so many, so much credit and so much props because so Marsha Ambrosia, I don't know how she got through that, but I, if I was her, I wouldn't be able to get through it. Janae, I go, Janae did great and towards the end, I respect her for like even holding it together for that long but like his children just Imani and Cross and fucking Cameron even Cameron Carter who was his stepson basically and and I I thank God for Lauren London and and Lil Wayne for how they've raised that little boy because he's so articulate and he's so so profound but I feel like he was the vessel that God chose for Nipsey to appear in front of and I believe I I 100% believe that little boy saw him in his sleep and I believe that Nipsey appeared to him and was like tell everybody I'm good yeah. And he was the I one person that was strong enough to be like, hey, guys, Nipsey said he's fine. Ermia said he's in paradise. Everybody else, chill out. And I know that little boy was the vessel that God chose. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I just... It just breaks my heart. I just... Yo, I can't... I, like, it just, it just, it just showed the mortality of, 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 of us. But yeah. I think, you know, for me, what hurt me the most, I think, is that, you know, like, me personally being someone who's very intent about you know, moving our people forward, you know, paying it forward, like, you know, each one teach one, like, expand the community. There's not but so many people who are, like, dedicated like that, who figure out the balance of doing what they love to do and reaching back. And so it hurt me personally because I'm like, damn, there's only but so many of us who think like that and who are, who can, you know, live like that. And so it was like, damn, really? Like, you know what I mean? Like, of all the people. And the day of the funeral, like, I, you know, I cried and I was sad mostly. But the day of the funeral specifically, I remember um, I, I just was, I wasn't good. Like, it was a bad day. Right. But I actually had agreed to go 
be a guest on a podcast for the junior high school kids in Brooklyn. Shout out to, shout out to Ari, my friend Ari. He's like the after school mm-hmm. teacher. And so, first of all, they have a podcast, which is ridiculous, That's but cool. amazing, right? That's and cool. so, but I had to go. And literally, that was the day I broke down the most. Like, I literally was just like, whoa. Like, you know, you have that moment of grieving and you have the moment, though, where you, like, really break down. You're, like, sobbing. I was like, okay, whoa, you got to get together because you got to go do that. And, and a form of that for these kids like you right. know so it's a double-edged sword because it's like okay you grieve and we're very sad about him but I think it's also put such a fire under everybody's ass to just in whatever way you can be better Yeah, you know what I mean and pay yeah. it forward like I watched the, the damn funeral on my iPad in the lift Go, I literally Nigga, I, was I was like I'm taking a lift to Brooklyn because I'm not missing it mad I'm yeah. refreshing title no. going back and forth with my phone I was like I had to see it and I had to like go into the podcast eventually but I think the last speech I saw was actually Black Sam and like I'm, I literally right. still pray for all of them but like something about Sam's speech you know being his big brother and just being the person there and him being able to just you watch that know. you watch it was but different. Sam Sam's shit affected us all differently because that was somebody that literally watched that person you watch that oh, wow. creature come into like, life you see like the you watch that you, but you literally I mean? like but in, but in, like, in Sam's life he watched that that perfect creature come into this world as his little bro- as his older brother and he was the only person that was there that God let be there to watch him go out it's crazy that was his was, kid. That was, was his, his, his nurturer. He was there when his brother was born. And he was there when he died. And he was there when he died. Like, literally, he's like, the only his, person that was head, there. Like, that's, yes. That's, and and there was a reason why God made that happen. Like, that's absolutely. It, it because really if he wouldn't me. have been there, I think that would have been a different I don't think if she would have gone, gone, yeah. gone out the same. It, fu- it fucked with me for, for multiple reasons. Is one, because I grew up, I was raised an only child. I have siblings, but I wasn't raised with them, right? So, like, I always, like, wish that I had, like, a bigger brother. Or whatever like that, and I relate to Nipsey a lot in the fact of like um, he's very independent. He does things on his own. He learns how to do things. He's an avid reader. He's very in tune with um, the spiritual realm and things like that, right? So, and then having like a brother like Sam, I always wish I just had a a, a, a tough big brother that can like show me things and like Sam embodied that. So with me. Anytime I like something, I learn everything about it. So me learning about Nipsey, I learned about Black Sam. And like Black Sam is is like a folk legend. He's a legend. Out there in the world. He's a little legend. Like so like Nipsey has told stories like, yo, my brother like buried two hundred fifty thousand <laughs> in, in, in the backyard. I, backyard. I, I shit started molding, yeah. bro. And, I and love just, that. Story. And that, but it's just crazy because you think about it like, but wait, it's Sam's mind. That's he's like some he's, but it's Sam's mind. Got my shit but it's Sam's mind. Story. Like I love right. it. But the thing was, in Sam's mind, he failed a lot, and in Nipsey's mind, Sam was a success. Yeah. Right. And it's and it's interesting to see how the dynamic of two brothers, how you can literally idolize someone that they both idolized each other. Yeah. Like Sam and that was admired Nip and Nip admired Sam and was like, I, I wanna be better guys, for you. It right. fucked me up because like you guys are like you know, kinda like only children. I have two sisters and a brother, but I grew up with my baby sister. Mm-hmm. And like 
so watching Sam, I like I'm getting choked up right now because I couldn't imagine like you have this thing where yo like you and even though you know it's a weird thing being an older sibling because you want to be an example then you also like the fucked up shit you do you don't want them to do and Mm -hmm. then also like you try to tell them what to do but then you know you can't tell them what to do because they still gotta live but it's always that sense of even if you don't always show it there's this sense of overlaying protection you're protecting them when they don't know you're protecting them so to think you know I just I I, like honestly I, I remember Karen tweeted like I know everybody's like, you know, praying for, you know, sending Nipsey in. I mean, not Nipsey, Lauren and the kids and stuff, love. But like, pray for Sam. Like, that's his big brother. And the fact that they work so closely together, I'm just like, I I could not imagine and don't want to imagine. I just really admire the strength of all of them. But it's very clear that the entire family they covered. They covered. They cut like they got it down pat. They have, Moms, a, they have a black sand. Even pops even was like, yo, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like we got it. And then everybody extended to them, I feel like thankfully, again, Nipson's type of person where you can't be around him or in his presence or be somebody close to him and that not rub off on you. Exactly. And I just think that it was like in in, in who I am in my adult life now and what I've come to understand and, and and realize and in these later years after 28, 29 and I'm still young and I'm still learning but like now at 30 I get a lot and sometimes a lot of people are here as a sacrificial lamb and we don't even understand it and it won't make sense and it seems unfair and it seems unjust and it seems like why them but like when you can sit down and figure out what that person's life meant and what they contributed in that time frame and you realize that you kind of put down in paper all that they've accomplished. Nipsey employed 41,000 people. His family and like, and the strength of his mother and for some people that didn't get it and I had this, me and well, some one of my close friends had to say like, if you don't understand as a black person, like as a black person and, and coming from a spiritual family, mm-hmm. Nipsey's mom, if you come outside of that, Nipsey's mom can sound crazy. She can come off to be insane to, to a lot of people. But to us, Within this community and this demographic, I understood everything that she said. Before she opened her mouth, I was like, oh, okay. I understood (laughs) when she said her and her mother had a conversation about somebody was ready to leave Mm -hmm. and grandma was ready for it to be her. And I said, oh, my God. I knew how many weeks ago they had that conversation. I knew that it was coming up. It was creeping because God will literally talk to the elders of your family or the young ones. Or the, God literally talks to the young. He talks to the elders before the, before people are going to go, and he talks to the young people or when they when, the most once they've left or the or whoever is the most discerning. Like, and that's scary because like even me, like I'll have a dream. I dream a lot, and my dreams are very vivid. So much so that I'll forget something. Like I'll have a dream mm-hmm. that somebody was maybe in the hospital, and I'll think like, oh, did my mom tell me? Like I do, and I have to ask people. I'm like, oh, did somebody? Or like I'll have a dream about somebody and I'll mention it to somebody. I said, like I had a dream about them too. I'm like, okay, let me hit them up and see what's up. And it's it's like literally and I again I mind my business. But every family goes through it. And I think and the, and the scary part is but the great part is that is that cross is literally his dad reincarnated. So whenever there's a young whenever in any family, one hundred percent, hands down, ninety nine percent of the time, every time there's a death in a family Look to who just had a baby. Mm-hmm. There will always be a new birth every time a new life comes. I don't care if that baby is a year, two years. Most of the time, up until two or three years old, 
there's always somebody that leaves or dies within those two or three years. Or Whether it's pregnant. two months or something. Whenever somebody's pregnant, somebody dies. Right. New birth brings new... Death brings in new life. Yeah. Every right. time. Always. And I feel like what we saw, what we were, we were able to see, and thank God that we were able to see it, was literally cross, was literally... Embodying Nipsey, like because Nipsey's that would have been like that, like a baby Nipsey yo, thing to do. But that, like it was but crazy. That whole, that whole time when 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 they, when they they brought the kids on stage, and Cross just kept going towards the casket. He didn't even know what the casket meant. That baby was two years old. He just kept getting put. He, he was put down at first, and he just kept. They kept. He kept walking to the casket, and Laura was like, "No, no, no. come over here, come come back over here." And then they finally made him. His aunt finally held him. Yeah. It was holding him, and he was just like, "Give me the mic, y'all not gonna say nothing. Give me the mic." Right. He's like, "Give me the mic." I don't want to speak. All right, I and got he, it. And at the end, he was just like, "I did it." And Laura was like, "You did it. You did it." And that that part, there's no other part of that funeral that 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 touched me more. And I was just like, "This baby is gonna be okay," because even though he may not remember who his dad was, he has so much more testimonials. Like his dad is around. He had, we have so much video of Nipsey. That that and little boy will presence, know who that boy, his that man presence is. is gonna be felt regardless. LA, LA is so like I just got back from LA and LA is so LA. laden right now with but Nipsey. Nipsey murals and his music being played everywhere. It's insane. And, and I love it. Like them. offices are doing murals. I think complex. Yo, was a everyone. There were murals. There were murals. There. There's a. There's a. Um. On the damn. I forgot what highway it is, but there's a prolific mural of just of Nipsey, and it, it says prolific, and Nipsey's in the middle. Oh, of it. Just, the billboard. Yes, the billboard. You know what's crazy is that um. I'm I met, still can't believe we're talking about Nipsey also right now. Like, I just, know. I'm just sitting here like damn. I'm looking at your shirt with Tupac and fucking that's crazy. Mike, Mike Tyson. Tyson. And I'm like, I remember when Tupac died, and I, and I was like, yeah, damn, that sucks Tupac's dead. But I'm like, it hurts me that I will never see Nipsey Hustle again in, right. in, in 2012 or 2024. On that podcast, I want to explain it to the kids because some of them knew who he was. Some of them were like, I don't really know who that is. But, you know, they're kids. And, like, I had to break it down. They were like, oh, okay, so he, like, actually, like, did, did shit. stuff. Like, he wasn't right. just a he rap talking like, about he right. just he did. did. He really did they, stuff. Like, and, and, all right, so this might be problematic as fuck to say, right? I don't care. So a lot of people, <laughs> there's a lot of people who are, like, who who kind of, like, this Tupac in a sense where they say, like, he just talked about a lot of shit. He, he did. Had, he had a lot of great interviews. But, but Tupac never, never said that, that I'm never, the guy that's going to change this right. and make this an action. But I, I, but I just right. need my people to understand and yeah. know that we need to change shit. But it just, I guess the thing for Tupac is, right, he was raised a Black Panther, so he was given all the tools to do a lot of things that but Nipsey Tupac did. Tupac was held back a lot. Well, Tupac was broke. Yeah, right. He, <laughs> he died. He died like Tupac five. didn't have that much money. Yeah, he didn't have as much money like as I we thought because he has bad contracts. That, but Nipsey did that right. shit. You know, another thing though, I think I don't like that people do is sometimes they fault people for just using their voice. Right. Everybody's not going to hit the pavement. That's, that's not right. for everybody. Right. right. But I respect true. anybody who knows they have a platform and at the minimum speaks. speaks. To enlighten motherfuckers. Yes, because your one, right. you know, and speech, your voice can motivate people who are absolutely. on the ground. And like, Nipsey, and Nipsey was absolutely of, of 100% but Nipsey inspired was by Pac. He was a Pac fan. But, but Nipsey was one who was also on the ground. But this is the thing, because Nipsey was in the platform and the space in that day and era to actually be able to implement that. Pac, where he was at, 
back in the 90s, we, we, we didn't have those positions. We were slaves to the label. You were slaves to the deals that you signed. You were slaves to the environment. And back in the 90s, we were still getting beat up and shot up by the fucking LAPD. And right. I also just and, think, and like, it, it wasn't that, it wasn't his time. we let people be themselves? I'm not pushing anybody mm-hmm. who's not 100% passionate in how, in, you know, advocating and being an activist. I'm not forcing them into that. I'm not. The people who mm-hmm. are supposed to be doing the job are out there be doing the job, and All you right. can't stop them from it. I'll say this, though. And this is in defense of Pop. Pop was 24 or 20, like when he passed away, right? He was still young. So baby. Somebody, he was a baby. Right, he was a baby. In the 90s, right? who and didn't I'm think, know and much? I'm just, and, I, and I think about how I thought <laughs> when I was 24. Like, so for Pop to be, be at that, that level. But it would be that enlightened in his It had to be a change. I was always like, I am not a child of yeah. one trying to do cause and stuff like that. But even me being somebody who's mm-hmm. like that, at 24, your mind's all over. Right. Nipsey exactly. Nips, Nips got to it when he was, right. by the time he was so, 33. He exactly. Was so that's what I was about to get to. So Nipsey was inspired by Pop. Right. right. And Nipsey took it to a whole nother. Nipsey doubled down and on what Pop did. About. Right. So like, my thing is, is that hopefully the person, the, the kid that's going to be inspired by Nipsey, like comes through and does above and beyond. Like, Hopefully the next Elon Musk or whatever like that is inspired by Nipsey, I'm and wondering. that I'm person is be, able to I think change. Be hundreds. I, I don't even think. Hopefully, it's be hopefully one. the next president is inspired by Nipsey. That'd be amazing. Not the well, obviously and if that take time, maybe, well, maybe the a future president is inspired by Nipsey, and that person is able to do some, or maybe the next Oprah or whoever. But hopefully the next great person can take that above and beyond because obviously Nipsey was a great person and who he was and that's obvious because of how everything is being said about him now. I haven't seen one bad report about Nipsey since he passed. At all. One, I right? I saw one bad thing about how they tried to like play him and they, they talked about the fucking Donald Trump song with him and YG and with Shorty from oh, Fox. Well, yeah. And everybody, and, and to and, me, everybody came out her neck and was like, bitch, you And to me, and and to me that wasn't even five. bad. That was just she her being ignorant, right? She still didn't be fine. No, I'm just, I'm just saying about anything about like his character, like not anything bad well, has I been said, it, right? So what I'm saying is that hopefully the next person that like so Black Panthers didn't accomplish what they set out to accomplish, then we had Pop, right? Pop came out and, and gave awareness and then inspired a bunch of kids and Nipsey was the one of the kids that was inspired by like what Pop did and he actually like set the example. So whoever is the next Whoever, tech billionaire or whatever like that, I hope that that person I, is inspired by Nipsey and is able not, to change even more. I, how do we oh, hold, hold, passing the baton though? But how? But how? Okay, that, and that's my next thing. How do we do that? Us as the cre- the creators that we are now, mm-hmm. the people that we are, all of us and our little bit of influence and who we are and people that listen to us and hold us in high regard on our opinion. Who Nipsey was and what he tried to spread, I don't want it to ever be. Ever be lost, and I, I, I'll, I'll forever cry when somebody says Nipsey Hussle. But I like, just think that people how do we to, actually fit? No, people have to not no. be scared. No, 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 no not, not people. You, me, Janae. We, we have how to not do we be scared. physically implement that and teach our kids right in this generation? How do we do this? This is what you do. All of us. You do what you actually can. I, is that people, going to schools every people, week? It's a, no. Is that it's going to high school programs? Every chance. Like, what are we doing? Every chance and opportunity you get, big or small. Pay it forward. If that means, and again, I always say, like, I'll never try to turn people. 
have lives to live. I get it. Everybody's not going to be that dedicated. It's not in the space to be that dedicated Mm -hmm. and hands-on. However, if you see somebody who is, support them, whether it's sharing, whether it's donating, whether it's, it takes two seconds. Like, we do everything else. Mm -hmm. And something somebody said, and some people got mad about it, but somebody was like, yo, this Nipsey's all in through your neighborhoods that you turn a blind eye to. You look at us, go, and keep it pushing. Like, every day. Like, if you see somebody doing something, find out how you can help. It does not take much. You don't have to be there volunteering hours of your time. If somebody's doing a clothing drive, drop off some shirts. Cash at them some money. Like, personally, me, somebody who's done charity events in in recent times, like even the, the Christmas dinner I did for the family shelter, it was so many people where I would, yo, cash at me $5. I'm buying Christmas gifts for kids. Like, it's easy. And I say easy because it literally is easy. Like, we're in 2019. Like, you don't have to. Me personally, yes, I'm going to go to schools. I'm going to put on vision board workshops. I'm going to go speak. I'm going to I'm gonna do that. But that's me. I'm not asking everybody to do that. And I don't think that somebody like Nipsey was asking everybody to do that either. No. But the resources that you do have and the opportunities that you do have to help, take it. Do the, do it. Be there. You know what, what I mean? You, what do you Even if it's talking. That, that see Nipsey mm-hmm. and what he was doing, and even in his last moments, he was literally outside trying to help somebody else. Literally. It if, it means, if it but means what you, you helping a girl up the steps with the stroller. But wait, but what do you say to those people that are like, damn, even me doing good and helping others still gets me killed? I think that's bullshit. Because again, I just said, send somebody $5 for a cash app. Donate to a GoFundMe. Do your part. It's not always about being seen doing it. It's not about you being... But Nipsey was even trying but if she wasn't even trying to be seen. I know, but he I'm didn't saying, even tell nobody that he was that day. He I, was outside. But I think he came on his argument. But people's argument about too. being scared to me, you can be scared. I'm you not, 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 not saying I'm not, not saying about being scared. I'm just saying like how people are gonna feel now and like it's, what I what I what I gathered from Nipsey's passing was people thought like, damn, even if you're still trying to be a good person. Yeah, she's still gonna find. But guess what? If you a bad person, if something's gonna happen, like, and I, it's crazy. I had this conversation on another. I was a guest on another podcast, and that came up, and the and one of the the hosts was like, you know, because it's like I don't know, do I really want to? But it's like honestly, if something, you know, I personally believe in fate. I believe in destiny, no matter how much it hurts. If God forbid something is supposed to happen to you, or your life's supposed to unfold a certain way, it's gonna happen, whether you sit still or whether you don't. There are people who die in their sleep. There are people who die sitting in their house and something random happens. You know, again, God forbid, and I'm not saying that anything. So, you know, I'm, I'm not don't mean any disrespect, but it's the truth. So I feel like if you're using that as an excuse not to help, not to make the world better, it's an excuse. And I think that you need to really look a little, dig a little deeper and a little beyond fear, because, again, there's so much that you can do that doesn't require you putting yourself, quote unquote, in a line of danger if you think so or quote unquote it it takes nothing to do good I don't think there's ever an excuse of why you can't do something good picking up the phone and calling your younger cousin and just checking in and making sure they on they on they shit is you doing your part like I I just that's just how I feel about it I think that some people look at what Nipsey what all of what Nipsey was doing they're like I can't do that but the thing is is just that like you're right you can't do everything that Nipsey did. Nipsey had might have had more resources than you, but there's one thing that you can. You might not be able to open up a uh, buy property in your neighborhood, but you might be able to help start a uh, a clothing drive. 
you might be able to get a supermarket to donate turkeys every Thanksgiving and every Christmas to or families. Or you support, like that. support a black business. Or support a black Buy business. Buy a t-shirt. Exactly. Yeah. Like, but also within that black business. Be Buy a, a black no, 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 business no, 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 no. that makes sense. Be a black business that I want to support. That means be on time. Be punctual. Be candid with your customers and your audience about what you can do, what you can't do, what your hindrances are. Because I love supporting black businesses, but there's a lot of times where black businesses make it fucking hard for me to support you because you're rude and you're nasty with your attitudes. That's true. You're late and you're not explanatory with the things that are happening with you. But hold on, no, 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 no. It's not a lot of buts. There's a lot but of there's a small one, but gotta no, finish. But Janae, hold on, hold one. on. So I'll let y'all go. But black businesses, there's been a lot of times when I, as a black woman, an Afro-Latina woman also, want to support black businesses, and y'all motherfuckers are rude, you mean, I don't get any help back. Even when, And it's not just about the, the, the materials that you need, it's not about the cost that you factor in, it's not about the supplies that you need, it's about you and your communication and how you deal with the people that want to actually support you. Y'all are nasty, you're rude, and you're not on time. And then when we actually go to, to white people, <laughs> you're not on time. And then when I go to white people, y'all are like, oh, you should have had a black business do it. Why? So I could have less than mediocre standard for what I want to happen? No. Be a black business that I can support. Be a reputable brand. Be of a hierarchy that I can actually say I'm going to refer to other people to. Be a person of better integrity and be responsible with your business. Now, be I responsible. I agree with you 100. percent It's not that we. It's not that we don't want to support black businesses. It's black not. businesses have been dropping the ball. But what I will say is, in the defense of the overall black, I'm business not doing community, overall. I'm doing the sum. Listen, they make it harder for everyone. They do, but. One, we're way harder on ourselves than we are on other cultures. Nope. Not, not, you, not, not, not you. No, no, not no, 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 Janae. But there's Janae, some, but there are ways. We give a lot. I think we give a lot of lenience to black people because we know we, how we are as black people. But you should not have to have lenience. But I'm, also, take, I'm not saying you have to have lenience. lenience. I'm not saying you have to have lenience. And we, and we become, but I will we, also say we're also not. We're also never. A lot of people, though, also haven't been taught how to run a business. No, I can be that's not true. You, because black people are the first people to complain when a white business does something wrong. Yes. No, no. So you, saying, know, so you know how, I know, I so you know how I'm not disagree with you. You know how what I'm a saying business is supposed though, to be run. I would like business? there to be more education though. Janae. As somebody who studied, now, I gotta be real with you because I'm a business owner. As a business owner, treat people how you want to yes. be treated. Yes. If, you don't, if you know you don't want to stand in line for 20 minutes, don't have motherfuckers stand in line for but 20 minutes. Chloe. Fucking, um, um, make my cake. <laughs> make my cake has more than one location, and every time I've ordered a cake from these motherfuckers, they have white business, they have Asian business, they have black business, they have fucking Spanish okay, business. That's fair. They are terrible. I'm and they, and they about, charge you crazy fees. I'm thinking about more like no. I'm thinking like, I don't care. I'm thinking like you know like very home businesses because no. you said people rude. I'm thinking about like the hairstylists who try to make you like wash your entire you know every strand of hair you ever had on your head first braid your own hair and do your own hair and they're just gonna curl it that's one thing and about. those bitches too who've had my cousin come out of Maryland and come all the way to New York and you fucking tell her you need to reschedule her for another fucking sewing all the way be a black business that we can support but, don't make me have to hit you up and then, but, you, and then you cancel on me the same day but, you know how you wanna be treated listen, no listen no listen, right. listen, no okay. listen I had just had <laughs> I have it. I'm tired. I'm tired. I get it. However, a lot of people, like, everybody thinks that they can be a business owner. Yes. Right? 
And, and not- so my thing is this. When people have a business... It also comes with this idea that they have of what it means to be a boss, of what it mm-hmm. means to be in charge. And so a lot of it is ego driven. A lot of it is, oh, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing this, da 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 da. And I think that is something that needs to be reverse taught. Yeah. Because again, the stigma yeah. is I'm a boss. And I think that's where a lot of, unfortunately, the the rudeness, the disregard for the customer, like it's like, oh, I'm doing you a favor. Like, no, actually, the first rule of business is. The, the customers client, you know what I'm saying? The customer's always right. Like, you're supposed to be treating this person with I agree. ultimate excellence. And that's the part that I say, like, and I think, not in defense of what they're no. doing, but in defense of, like, I don't know if from a black, most black business owners, like, from the, the, the mm-hmm. grassroots bootstrap owners don't have any formal business experience other than mm-hmm. they know, oh, this is my price. Pay my money. Right. Boom. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you come in from, a, like, other cultural spaces... I think have been more like we're just getting into like us being like heavy in the business entrepreneurial space. So they have a little bit more experience practice, a little bit. We're not. It's just that we went through a lapse. We went through a lapse where we lost our businesses. Absolutely. We We lost them. Absolutely. Because because people weren't supporting each other. Some people just have to surround themselves. some of it down. Yeah, some people just have to surround themselves with people that are business-minded. What Nipsey did that was very smart as well, right, in Species Intelligences, he researched what he needed to have around him. So what he did was he put people around him that were just as smart as him or smarter than him or had the credentials to do things. So at his marathon store, he makes sure that when you come to that strip mall, that is spotless. So every every time you go there, you'll see Cowboy, who is one of the um, people that his partners at the marathon store, cleaning outside and sweeping just because. Till this day, I, when I was out there, he was still cleaning and nobody's even allowed inside the marathon store. Really? Cowboy was still outside sweeping. Does, does he still have? Is it still blocked off? Like the, it's like it's blocked off with the barricades. But and so like the memorials out there, the truck is out there, the um the all money in, um, truck is out there, and people are still to this day like because other things are still open. Fat Burger is open. Mm-hmm. The other the other spot is open. The 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 it's like a a good store. So it has like underwear and like deodorant, like things like that is still open. Just the marathon store is open. But till this day, it's still very clean. So that told me right there, like Nick made sure like, all right, the marathon store is going to be open every day on time. So that means he had to make sure he got a responsible person to wake up every day. That's not going to be, you know, just in case Nip is out at a party or something like that. Nip is not going to be there to open it every day, but he's making sure that there's going to be a person responsible enough to open it. And I think that sometimes when people have these businesses, they don't think about all those aspects. They just think, I'm a boss, I'm opening it, right? Like you said, but they don't take into consideration. I need to have people around me that, that are going to be responsible I, I, and, and do things that I want done, handled the way that I, I see fit. Yes, I'm the boss, but you're going to be there opening you're gonna the thing about being a boss is that once you're a boss for real you can't do all of those things yourself anymore that's the reality so i I think one of the hardest processes actually like is figuring out who you can trust with your baby with your business because at the end of the day if you really open business you care about it you care about what happens to the people that you're servicing and what i do respect too is that nip you know, like you said, he surrounded himself with people. He's figured out, learned, and researched on how a business should be properly run. And then he took that those that knowledge mm-hmm. and taught people and put them in position. So one, 
his businesses run effectively, but also now all those people have 100%. the tools. You know what I'm saying? And it can change the precedent. 100%. But most people that open a business don't do that. And my no, thing with black people, they just right trying now. to make their money. And like, my thing with care. black people is it's like, stop putting the onus, like, and it sounds crazy, and I hate that I have to keep saying this, and I hate that I have to say this in a certain way, but it's like, slavery was 200, 300 years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. We know what our history is in this country. We know what our setbacks have been. We know what our fucking our kickbacks are. We know what what prohibits us and running the race. We also know that it's not as limited as it was 200 years ago when motherfuckers had a fucking owner and didn't have rights. So stop using that as the excuse. Right. right. There are certain things that y'all are still lazy about mm-hmm. and entitled about. There are certain limitations that we're, that are set up and certain things that are set up and, and made to keep us behind, one hundred percent. But there are other people that come up from this country that are not from this country that set up whole communities. There are communities, excuse me. There are Indian folks. There are Asian folks. There are fucking Iranians. There are fucking Italians. Jewish folks. Now, Jewish folks, of course, they're white and they damn near they're damn near white and they have a higher upper hand. But black people. We have got to stop using the same excuses that we used in 1960 that we used in 2019. And I think we need to educate each other. Because and my, the but thing but is, hold on, 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 hold I'm tired of hearing that we don't have the knowledge and we don't have the access to this, that, and the third. Not true anymore, niggas. Not true. You have the same amount of access to motherfucking shit. It's just you don't know what to research and you, you, you're you lazy and entitled. You, you want to use the same hindrance about the fact that they've kept us back and they've set up this, that, and the third to keep us behind. Nope. Nope. It's not. true. It's not. But not I also anymore. want... They, it used to be. I also want, though, people who, like figure it out in our mm-hmm. position I want us to be a little less you know crab in a barrel about it Yo. because one thing about those other cultures right once they do their research oh, no, whatever, no. they bring everyone they else with them they share and no, not no, even like, you know what I'm saying no, no, no. You gotta Indian enable people, folks bring nowadays the Indian folks who are working within the IT community and IT industry oh, and they are buying a, apartments do you know? and housing Two, four, five, six, seven, eight families. One of my best friend's graduations and the entire computer science IT class, there was, I think, two people who weren't Indian, of Indian descent. And there was like 300 graduates. They stressed that. They stressed that to the children in all cultures and like especially like in Asian culture where they like tell them from day one, like, you need to learn this trade. You need to learn this. This is the future. This is what is going to help you become successful for yourself and be able to help your family members out. And this is the way of the future. And it's things that are like stressed to them. And sometimes it's like, damn, it's a lot of pressure put on them. But at the same time, it's, it's like, it's not, it's not. But I, I, I respect the, the, yeah. the sense of urgency. I respect them applying the pressure and putting the sense of importance because that way, even if they don't pan out doing that, they understand that what's on the line. They understand that they need to do something great. And, you know, Black people, like, we've been through so much, but I do agree with the sense that, like, listen, it's a different climate now. So it's like, yo, you either going to go get it or you're not going to go get it. But be real about what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you ain't really trying to go get it for real, then... 
be the best you can and keep it pushing. But all the, you know, if you're not doing, if you're not stretching it as far as you can before complaining, then it's just empty complaints. You know what I'm saying? And we could do that all day, all night. But it's like, you know, I want, because I understand that certain people just aren't going to go the extra mile, I feel like I would like to see us just be a little, we're getting way better, I say that, but I want to see us be a little more communal and like, you know, and that's what Nip was about. It was like, yo, some of y'all niggas is lazy. However, <laughs> I'm going to go do all this. I'm going to bring it back. Do with it what you will. Now, mm-hmm. if you still don't do shit, that's on you, but I tried. Right. You know what I'm saying? I tried in whatever way I could to kind of pay it forward. And I wish that those of us who were successful in business who were a little cooler, because that's another thing too. You got to, the messenger is important, unfortunately. Yeah, it is. Because if you, you was, you know, stick in the mud and you got a business and you be like, it's like, okay, cool. Great. Yeah, that's, but that's lame. absolutely true. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. But those of us who are like more in touch with the culture and out here doing it, like it's again, you can't be crabbing the barrel about it. Like you got to be confident in your gifts and, and actually, at least attempt to share something. That's yeah. what I would like to see. I, I just think that that that's what happens. Though um, people want to see people that they feel that look like them or, or they can identify with sharing the message. Mm-hmm. And a person like Nip was able to share that, and people looked at him like a genius, which he was, because he was able to learn things and do all of, he pretty, he pretty much did all the work and then was like, yo, look, this is what you can do if you actually like apply apply yourself. And like he was an avid reader and he always like learned about things. Like Lauren used to make fun of him because like he would walk around the house listening to podcasts, mm-hmm. listening to audio books all day. And he was educating himself. He was teaching him he was self being self taught how to do things and applying himself. And the most common person you can give them a book and they don't want to read it or they'd be like that's too much you know shit to go through or whatever no, like that but if, some, if the right person has and I've it's, it's hard for me because like I've literally experienced it Google is so free but I've yes. sat down with people and because they're comfortable with me to express what they want to do yeah. you know what I mean they'll start talking I'm like oh well did you do this did you think about this have you yeah. ever listened to this Why? well tell me the I mean I know nothing about the industry but I'm like like a friend recently I, I connected with somebody who's a friend of a friend who wants to like be in the cannabis like growing industry mm-hmm. and so he's in California and I'm like okay how long have you been here I'm like okay well what's this well tell me educate me and certain things he couldn't educate me on. I'm like, well, why you don't know? Like me, business minded. I'm like, well, that's the case. You need to find out who's the top people in this. How you can get next to them. What are the, you know, but everybody, unfortunately, doesn't think that far. They don't have the know-how. So I'm, I'm not making an excuse for lack of education, but I do know that for some people, it takes a light bulb. That moment yeah. has to happen since then. Right now he's actually killing, and that was like two months ago. <laughs> and that's and no, that's but, good. But I, it's know? just it's frustrating for me sometimes because I I go through that a lot too. Where I'll meet people and they'll tell me all these things they want to do, and then I'll ask them like, "Well, did you do this? Did you do that? Did you no, get this research research? done?" And they and they think and they think it's more of a grander scale to do certain things. Like you know why? It's because we we made it look so easy. The people that are out here, out here actually successful. We've made everything that we've done look so easy. And that's what he everyone told me. thinks that like, they can do it. And that they're, they're like, oh, well, yeah, I can do that. I can do a pie. That's because it's just this person, this person, and them talking to their friends every week. It's just us three talking to each other. No, it's not that easy. It's, it's not, not that they think it's easy or they think it's impossible. Like, there's no middle ground. Right. It's like, oh, 
oh, I can do that. Or so I can never do that because I don't know this and I don't know that. And I'm like, yo, I be lighting people ass up. Conversation start up nice and then it ends in like, get your shit together. Yeah, you want to do this pick or my not. brain season is over. To sit with Chloe and pick her brain and get ideas, it costs you a hefty little bag right now. And if you're not ready to implement that into your budget, then you don't need to be doing this also. So I'm just going to end this today and say this. <laughs> I am super happy that I'm enlightened enough to be exposed to all that I've been able to encounter in my 30 years of life. The friends that I have, the people that I've encountered, the things that I've been able to witness and understand in light of the passing of a lot of people that have been great and influential to me. Like, I'm not going to lie. It probably affected me more than I ever thought it would Nipsey Hussle's passing. I never thought that I would be affected in this way for a celebrity death. Never in my life have I, I think Left Eye and Aaliyah affected me greatly. Yeah. Nothing affected me in the way emotionally as Nipsey did it. It was because the mortality of it all, the fact that we saw this person pass away online before our eyes, someone who we thought had more time, somebody that I had been following for years and under and just thought that I was going to grow with in my next years. I've never met Nipsey. I'll never be able to meet Nipsey. And at the same time, he affected us and impacted our community in so many ways. And I want to hopefully impose upon everyone to continue to keep this form of unity alive, right? I've now replaced Good Morning with The Marathon Continues. I've also now replaced Good Night with Hustle and Motivate. That's me personally because I feel like everything that this man told us in his words was just so right. And they were so they were just so compelling and they were just so impactful. And he was he was right. He was our he was our hip hop Jesus. I don't care how you feel about it. I don't care what your religious views are. Nipsey Hussle, Aramis Askadon was Jesus Christ for 2000s and 2000s. This, this decade for our generation. He was my, my Jesus. In the 2019. And I just want us to continue to keep <laughs> elevating and molding and going forward in this. I feel like we have a lot that we need to work on. And if we continue to kind of move forward in this strategy of generational wealth, community community growth, community unification. I got plans. We'll, we'll be, we'll be okay. great. We'll be great. We continue to follow the mold and follow the structure and follow everything that's happening. So Do what you can. I girl. want y'all to be paying attention. Listen, Clever Coins, we're coming out. We are live show happening. It'll be great. There'll be some people that you know, people you don't know, some old folks that you used to hear me with, some old folks that you kind of heard me with that don't ever Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> but. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be fun. There's going to be new things happening. So be prepared. Stay tuned. It's going to be coming out this this year, this month. Got a lot of things happening. But for the meantime, thanks so much for tuning in. Um, Torian, tell them where they can find you. Um, it's Torian B. Um, both my ads, Torian B. Uh, is T-A-U-R-I-N underscore B on Instagram. He just went the whole time while he gave all his whole shit. Ew, that was so gross. I wish you didn't cut me off while I was trying to give everybody my act. They got it to tell how to spell my name. is Torian B, T-A-U-R-I-A-N <laughs> underscore B on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, also, please uh, follow us at First Class Breakfast. There you go. There you go. Plugging the shit. And FKB on, online. Wow. On Twitter. Okay. 
Um, thank you very much, Chloe, for having me oh, on tonight. We're in your house, so it's like different. It's, it's, um, Janae, yeah. where can they find you? Guys, uh, at J U N A E B R O W N, so Janae Brown, like the color. Um, or B two P Agency is my business page. It's so funny how everybody gets so fucking soft spoken when they promote themselves. Like, we'll do it again. So, no, that's fine. <laughs> Where they find you, they fucking find you. And y'all motherfuckers already fucking know. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Cleverly Chloe, if you can't spell clever, you don't need to follow me anyway. But Cleverly Chloe on Instagram and Twitter. Please like, rate, and subscribe. My YouTube channel is Cleverly Chloe. It's out there. It's there. Please go watch Appropriate Culture Season 2 on YouTube or appropriateculture.tv. Your girl Candace is back for Season 2 like I never left. And we have so many great new episodes. It's a great new season. Please check it out. Shout out to Julian Stefan and my entire Appropriate Culture cast. And it's on IGTV. So if you're too lazy to go to YouTube, you can watch it on IGTV as well. At Appropriate Culture. Oh, Thank didn't you. know that. Boom. Shakalak, shakalak, shakalak. Woo. Um, but I love you all. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I will see you next time. Clever Coins. We the out. Marathon continues. Thank you, guys. The marathon fucking continues. Yes, it Stay does. Stay ten toes down. Never fold. Prolific. 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 Ocean views, small circle, it's a chosen few. I wrote it down and I followed through. I bought a pound and we rode the few.